But as I came to this one in Mark 11, um, this is the only miracle that Jesus does by way of judgment. Every other miracle Jesus does in the Bible is a miracle of mercy or a miracle of grace. Uh, he heals the blind, uh, heals the deaf, but this is a miracle of judgment. And uh, it's an interesting thing that takes place. And at this time of place where Jesus, where this is taking place is in Mark chapter 11. Uh, Mark is, is telling, it's a chronological deal, so we understand that, I, if I understand correctly, that the Sunday, the previous day was Palm Sunday, okay? And so Jesus was in town in Jerusalem uh, for Palm Sunday, but then that very next day, in verse number 11, the Bible says, and Jesus entered into Jerusalem <coughs> and into the temple, and when he had looked around about all the things, now the eventide was come, he went unto Bethany with the twelve. So Jesus was in, in Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, and it come time to uh, the evening time was come. Jesus left Jerusalem and went to Bethany. Now, if I understand correctly, Bethany's about two miles from Jerusalem. So Jesus had to, on purpose, go a different direction and not stick around in Jerusalem. We all know why he didn't stick around in Jerusalem, because they wanted him dead, or would soon be. And so he knew that his time was short, and, and so Jesus leaves and goes to Bethany. Well, the very next morning in Matthew chapter 18, I mean, I'm sorry, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, I'm sorry, let me say that again. Matthew chapter 21, uh, he it begins to tell the parable again. And so this is Matthew's account and Mark's account. In Matthew, he says in Matthew chapter number 21, verse 18, now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he hungered. Jesus was hungry. But uh, let's go ahead and read the verses. We'll jump in there. I'm gonna read, we're going to main focus is two verses this evening, and uh, then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be done. But I just want to, verse number 12, the Bible says, and we're reading from Mark 11, verse 12. All right, I know that I confused you there. We're going back and forth to Matthew and everything. So, <clears throat> well, I pray that I didn't confuse you. Ma Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And the Bible says, on the morrow, when they, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto, him, unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Let's, and so, so now what I want to do is I want to take this idea uh, Jesus makes a statement about the leaves, and uh, in Matthew, in Matthew chapter twenty-one, verse eighteen, the Bible says, "In the morning he was hungry," and in uh, in in Mark chapter eleven, verse twelve, it says that he was hungry. So you talk about the humanity of Christ. Just by way of introduction, Jesus is hungry, just like you and I was. Uh, he was hungry. He didn't have lots of food. Um, it wasn't like he was busting out money and, and being able to do that kind of thing. So he needed provision, just like you and I do when we're hungry. We need to break the fast uh, for breakfast. But in this text, and you go back to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy speaks of being able to go to somebody's fig tree or being able to go to someone's uh, apple tree and be able to get a fruit off the tree at no cost. 
uh, you can go to someone else and, not, and, not, and you're not stealing from them because it's off of the tree. And you're able to take that fruit off the tree. It was, it was the law of Moses to be able to do that. And so Jesus wanted a fig. He wanted to eat the fig off the tree. Uh, and as he made his way, he got a little bit closer to it. Um, the Bible says when he, in verse number 13, now let's jump into the message here. And he seeing and seeing a fig tree afar off. So Jesus saw a fig tree afar off having leaves. And if I understand about the fig trees, the fig trees have leaves when there's figs. A fig tree's not going to have fig leaves on it if it doesn't have figs. And so as we look at this text, this tree was deceptive. This tree was not, was not honest. Uh, what do you mean by that? It, it should have had figs on it. It should have had fruit on it. And, uh, and we look at this text and you say, well, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to us? <coughs> I see, and I, and I think of this as this leaves of the tree is deceptive in the fact that sometimes we as Christians, we look the part, we act the part, and, uh, but truly we have no fruit on the tree. Uh, it's, it's called what we would like to say hypocrisy. We live one life in church and live another life outside of church. Uh, this fig tree looked like it was going to be delicious and the figs were going to be scrumptious and he was going to get him a fig and he was going to get a fig for all the 12 disciples. But when he got closer to the fig tree, it was barren. It didn't have any figs on it and he could not eat of it. I would hope and pray that you and I would not be that type of a Christian that we look on the outside, good, and we've got all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, and we look like we're doing good, but truly, we're not producing any fruit, and we're not producing what we ought to be doing, and we're not living the life that we ought to live. I would hope and pray there's not one person in here tonight that would live that way, but may I say, truly, sometimes we are. We're a hypocrite. Try to tell your children to do something and you go do it. You ever done that before? Yep. You can't eat that. As soon as they go to bed, let's eat it, right? <laughs> but sometimes I find ourselves not being honest about who we are, or what, we, what we truly are when it comes to God. <laughs> Bible says the man look on the outward appearance... That, that's what they see. They see who we are. The religious crowd is who Jesus was speaking to. Jesus was speaking to them because they fought with this idea that they were pretty on the outside. He uses the illustration in the New Testament about the cup. You ever have a coffee mug? You have a good coffee mug you use every day? Yeah? Is that coffee mug clean on the outside? No? Okay, it's clean on the outside, buddy. It looks good, pristine. Uh, but you look on the inside, it says it's full of coffee stains. It's full of coffee stains. And, it's, and it, it, you look in it, if you're trying to serve a guest, you don't want to serve him a, a, a cup of coffee that looks like it's been stained up on the inside a bunch of times, right? But that's how we are sometimes as a Christian. We'll make pretty the outside. 
and make sure what people can see is good and decent. And, but truly, our lives are a wreck. Our lives are not right. Uh, we, 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 we put it on, put it on the show, if you will. You ever go to a theater program and you watch and you watch a theater program and they put on the show and they put on Pinocchio or I, I, you know I, one of my favorite things to do and uh, we would go to Branson is go to the um, what is that the Sight and Sound and they'd put on this production oh beautiful and and the singing and the lights and the action oh it was just a beautiful show but those guys were just actors and they were acting a part. I would hope and pray that there's not a Christian in this room that you're just acting the part. You look good. You look sharp. You've got to dress right. You've dressed right. You look right. You know, we need to be right out there. And so God, man might look on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. You got it all looking good. And honestly, we can be deceitful with the idea that we look good and we've got it all wrong. And so Jesus is, I believe, one of the things that he's <coughs> using this in the illustration is that he casts judgment on this fig tree because the fig tree was being deceitful about who it really was. There was no figs on there. that did not have fruit like it should have had. And so Jesus cast judgment on this fig tree because it wasn't what it said it was. How scary is it that we would have judgment in our lives because we are not who we say we are? When no one else is around, when the doors are locked and the lights are out, and no one knows what you do, who are you? I've heard, I read a statement, I read a book I read half of a book, uh, and I'm just playing. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I'm not a big book reader. Before I became a pastor, I read, I, I read very few books, the minimum that I could get away with. Okay, I'm not a big book reader because I'm not a fast reader. I'm really slow reader. My wife would tell you that she don't even like to listen to me read. What's she talking about? She blames it on the librarian that she had in school, but I don't know if I buy that or not. But anyway, so. Um, I'm not a fast reader, so I, don't, I really don't read a lot. But now being pastor, I read, I, I'm reading, you know, through three books every week. Not all the way from start to finish, but that's, I'm reading that. Um, and I look at this, and I'm, you know, this, where was I going with that? Character. Good night. That on the start of this, that's terrible. Wow. What in the world just happened there? I quit. I'm done. What in the world? Look, in the front of that book, it says you will not, some of you will not even have the character enough to finish the book. That's what it says. I just told on myself because I didn't finish the book. But anyway. Thank goodness Keith was paying attention, huh? What am I doing? Anyways, character is who you are when no one else is around. You know? Uh, no one's going to make you do it. What you going to do? No one's going to make you read your Bible. 
No one's going to make you pray. No one's going to make you come to church. What are you going to do? I mean, every one of you are adults, okay? Except for the few kids that are in this room. Uh, but who's going to make you do right? That's character. Character is who you are when no one else is around. And Jesus was simply talking about this fig tree that, look, that fig tree didn't have any figs on it, and it should have. It's deceitful. I would pray to God that I would not live my life being deceitful about who I truly am and who, truly, who God truly wants me to be. And I said it this morning. I know that I kind of preached on a little bit of that this morning, but, but we don't need to be hypocrites. Our family needs people that are honest. You know, my children, I want my children to do right and live right and be right, but I, my children aren't going to live right, be right, and do right if daddy doesn't do right, be right, live right. That's not going to happen. But I want to be the fig tree that looks pretty and has no fruit. I want to produce fruit. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit. Understand, there's no S on that fruit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Against such there is no law. When you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, those ought to be what's producing your, out of your life. So if you're not producing love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance, guess what? You need to allow the Lord and the Holy Spirit of God to work more in your life so that you will produce that fruit. I'm not going to be perfect. I never am. I never am going to be perfect. But we need to try to live our life where we're just not just a bunch of leaves. I don't want my tree to be just a bunch of leaves. It looked good, but it wasn't any good. You ever tasted something that looked good on the outside and wasn't so good on the inside? I've done that. I don't want to be that way. We ought to strive not to be that way. Let's pray. Lord, I love you.